Well, I was joking on the uh, on the phone just a moment ago with Daniela Silver that um, uh, the way uh, the 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 way I uh, I saw and heard reaction to her brand new book over the weekend, uh, it seems she is the most important uh, woman in the entire Jewish world. The brand new book is called Variations: Simple and Delicious Dishes Two Ways by the author of the Silver Platter Cookbooks, Daniela Silver. It is now available. It's out. It is at your local Hebrew bookseller. It's at artscroll.com. We love saving you money, as we uh, tend to do here on JM and the AM. So that means if you use the promo code RADIO, you'll get your uh, 15% off the list price plus free shipping in the USA. So anybody listening right now, what you want to do is you want to go to artscroll.com. You want to go to the uh, Daniela Silver Variations Cookbook. And you want to make sure to use the promo code RADIO because when you do that, you enjoy 15% off the list price and you get free shipping in the United States of America. Daniela Silver, first of all, welcome to JM and the AM. And second of all, Mazel Tov on Variations. Wow, what an introduction. Thank you so much. <laughs> well, I, I'm telling you, the, the fact that I had a book in the neighborhood was the talk of the town <laughs> this weekend. Wow. And, uh, I, and then, of course, I'm informed that I don't realize how many dishes I eat that are Daniela Silver uh, creations, you know, from the Silver Platter book. So, you know, that, that, was, that was pretty uh, uh, um, eye-opening yeah, eye for me. Uh, and you ask everybody, you ask everybody through this book, and through the big art scroll announcement in all the papers, to unlock your culinary creativity. Because in this book, you've given us creativity times two. Variations showcases two ways to cook or serve each recipe. How'd you come up with the concept for variations? You know what? I like to be creative, and I wanted to do something different this time. You know, I came out with my first book, which is very basic, you know, for non-cooks, and everyone loved it. My second book had a more entertaining feel, and this time, I, I just wanted to change the way we, we think about cooking. Like, it doesn't always have to be follow the recipe, look at the picture. You know, I wanted people to use my same concept of, you know, very simple, healthy eating, but like really use their imagination and say, oh, I can take this recipe and do something different with it. It doesn't have to be black and white. And in that same basic, simple matter, and I think, I hope people will enjoy it. You know, I think people's minds will work and get creative. And that's really what I wanted. I wanted to change the way we look at food and, and you know, cookbooks. And it's, it's time for something new and fresh. That's what I thought. And I, I wanted to change things up. And it seems from your quotes and from what you've written in the book that you think this system will, will make cooking even more fun for people. I hope so. You know, I think, um, I don't think people realize their creativity. I think if you're a cook, you know what you can, you can do. But most people just follow and do. And I think this will really excite them because they can do more than what they expect. And it's still in like an easy, fresh, healthy, you know, family-style way. I really, truly believe that. Daniela Silver. Like, I'm sorry. Yes. No, that's okay. Daniela Silver is with I, us live via telephone, author of the brand-new cookbook, Variations. All right, let's go. You were, about, you were about to say you like something. What is it you like? I like changing things up. Oh. I like recreating. It, it's fun. It's good. I, I like that. Um, I'm excited about this new book. Let's go through some of the basics here, uh, what people okay. will, will, will see on every recipe, and then we'll talk about some of the specifics. Um, which, okay. which, which, by the way, is, is completely pointless because uh, I, I try so hard to <laughs> outline or to choose, 
you know, three, four items to pick out. But every time I turn the page, it's more comments I want to make about the next recipe. But anyway, we'll get we'll get to that coming up. But what you have done is not only have you recommended a variation on a specific dish and on each one of these specific dishes, but you've offered photographs of that variation as well. Mm-hmm. So if people are normally used to, you know, looking at one picture, so to speak, they're going to see both pictures uh, with what you have in mind on each recipe. Yeah, exactly. I'm a, a very visual person. I feel like you eat and you look, you know, you with your eyes. You eat with your eyes. So it was really important for me, for the reader, to have both pictures visually because you want to know what you're gonna what you're gonna make. And you know, I think like an important part of my books is like what you see is really what you get. So there's no difference for this book. So what you see, what you get. You know, the main recipe and your variation. Right. Very cool. I like how it's done. All right. And on each one, not only do you have the title of the recipe, but then you'll indicate if it's a meat or dairy dish. You'll indicate if it's something that's Pesach friendly or not. Right. You'll literally give it a Passover yeah. Passover label. Uh, you'll also yeah. you'll also mention if there's a gluten free way of preparing the dish, or if the dish itself, the way you have prepared, it is gluten free, which is very helpful to a lot of people these days. That's for sure. Yeah. You, all- sure. you know, my daughter is gluten-free, so I have to be sensitive to her. So it actually, you know, the times now, so many people are gluten-free, so why not give them that, you know, tidbit of information? It's gluten-free. It's just, it's easy. 100%. And, of course, you'll, uh, in the traditional style of uh, a great cookbook, you'll let people know how many people they could serve uh, with the uh, yeah. with the with the uh, uh, with the um, a system that you have, or the uh, in, or the recipe, I should say, uh, that you have for that specific dish. One other thing I noticed, by the way, uh, on yeah. that on that same line where you um, uh, discuss, you know, how many people you serve, whether it's parv, dairy, meat, etc. You'll also, in certain cases, write freezes well, and that and that term does not get on every recipe. There are only certain recipes that do freeze well. How how does a recipe make it to that arena where it's known as something that you can keep in the freezer and not worry about it? It's true. Well, I mean, soups are great. They freeze well. Meats with a sauce freeze well, but I do not recommend freezing salads or right. or vegetables or rice. No. I like to be specific about what freezes well, so you know, it can't be all of the recipes. All right, so all those guidelines are helpful as people just you know, yeah, take a cursory look absolutely. at any recipe. And they'll be able to. Absolutely. They'll be able to tell uh, uh, what you have it, you know, how you have it designated. Again, parv dairy meat, whether it freezes well or not, how many people it's for, and whether yeah. it can be used as a gluten-free option. Daniela Silver is with us live via telephone. She's author of the Silver Platter Cookbooks. The brand new cookbook is called Variations: Simple and Delicious Dishes Two Ways. And I remind you that if you use the promo code Radio at ArtScroll.com, you get fifteen percent off the list price, and you get free shipping in the USA. All right, now there are two recipes that specifically were used in the promotional material to to give everyone a taste, if you will, of this whole variations idea. Uh, one of them is the sesame crusted London broil because you write it's perfect for a festive dinner, which I think, you know, most people would agree, or you're suggesting yeah. cut it into steak bites and you have a marvelous party appetizer. And that does seem like a fun way to prepare that dish. Yeah, you know what? First of all, aesthetically speaking, I love that dish because it looks so pretty. So you have your lens of in a slice, and then you have sprinkled over top uh, toasted sesame seeds. So you serve it as a Shabbos meal. You serve it to your family for dinner. It looks really nice. But if you want a, a variation on it, you cut it into bite-sized pieces, into chunks, into cubes, and you stick a toothpick in it. And it's great as an appetizer for kiddish, for whatever you want to use it for. And it's just, it's a really nice 
variation on that recipe. And, it's, and, it's really great. And I don't know why I think that kids will be more attracted to uh, steak bites than to a regular London broil. You ever notice that? that <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's, it's so true. Sometimes when you prepare a dish a different way, slightly different way, yeah, people take to it differently. Yeah, it's funny. The other one that was used in the promotional material was the spiced eggplant wedges. Eggplant. It's a delicious side dish. Or you recommend dice them up and serve them as topping over hummus for a fabulous lunch. That sounds pretty good. It's so good. It's actually, this recipe is so delicious. I make it for dinner all the time as a side dish. And it has that Mediterranean feel. It's like yummy and, I don't know, all yummy spices. And I thought, you know what, how do we change this up? You know what, it would be so good over hummus as a topping. So trendy right now. And you'll see the picture. It looks so pretty. It looks so yummy. All right, let's go <laughs> through. Your s- mouth with water. You know, it, it, there's no question about it. I saw the picture. It looks great. All right. Uh, yeah. Let's go through some of these recipes. There are certain things that do strike my fancy and catch my eyes. I go through the book. Tell me about okay. Zach. Tell me about za'atar avocado. There's some people like myself with a specific culinary background who wonder if those two things can go together. You know what? Everything. It does go together. It gives it like that Israeli feel. And I wanted to do something with avocado because it's also so trendy right now. And I love it. And sometimes like to mash it up with all the vegetables inside, it's like it's too complicated. So this was like, you know what? Za'atar people like and it looks pretty over top. You shake it over and that's it. And I'm really... I'm just all about simplicity in your eating, and the presentation always looks good. So this is just falls in line with, you know, my style of cooking. Well, either used as avocado slices or guacamole, either way, uh, or as yeah. you, or as you do with the uh, uh, with the um, what do you call those? You know, <laughs> what do you, what do you call those wooden? St- what do you say it again? Those boards. Right, those wooden sticks, right? Oh, so, yeah, 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 yeah. So no matter how they're prepared, yeah. they certainly look good. I saw the deli egg rolls. So, you know, we have the traditional egg rolls, and you have a great recipe for them. But then you have an amazing yeah. you have amazing variation, deli rice paper rolls. And I'm wondering, is, yeah. that, is, is that more difficult or take more time to prepare than the regular deli rolls? You know what? One, you have to fry, so it takes a lot of time. But the, but the rice paper rolls are a gluten-free option, which I told you, you know, my daughter's gluten-free, so we make these all the time. You prepare them, like, right before. They're so delicious. They're so much healthier because you don't fry them, and it's a great option to serve, you know, as an appetizer with yeah. a yummy dipping sauce or for, for even, like, school at lunch. I, I send my kids with them to school. They it's see, great. They seem much lighter, and I think they just taste healthier. They're just a, yeah, know, they're really yeah. good. They're surprisingly very good, I promise. <laughs> uh, lemon herb bone marrow. Aren't you surprised by how many people are actually using the bone marrow? You know, we've seen restaurants do it, and we've seen them, you know, serve yeah. it in a very interesting fashion. But now people are actually doing this at home. Yeah, this is all about my husband. My husband loves this kind of food. But more, like, timeless of food you can get, he loves. So I wanted to create <laughs> something that, you know, looks pretty, because I always like that, and tastes delicious. So this is so nice for, like, a kiddish or just to serve I like surprising people. So, you know, if someone comes out with a whole plate of bone marrow, you know, you might hesitate, but everyone will take. Everyone will be curious. It'll become like, you know, like topic of conversation. And, and it's so simple to prepare. No. It's really like a crispy, yummy, uh, panko lemon topping on top. It ta- it's amazing. Yeah, amazing. I, agree, I agree with that. Daniela Silver is with us. We're talking about variations. Now, it, it seems like you're a thick soup person. When it comes to soup, I like soup thick. And it seems most of these recipes are pretty... <laughs> Pretty pretty thick soup options. Am I right about that? I never thought about it, but you're totally right. It's true. Yeah, I do like a hearty soup. I mean, this th- this celery soup, which could be creamy and could be you know light and and uh, you know it, it it could be thin. 
uh, is really yeah. hearty with with tremendous pieces of celery in there. And I, I'm telling you, I love thick soups. You won me over on that one. The other one I oh, like, the, the other one I loved looking at, and I look forward to actually tasting it is the chunky mushroom soup. Ah, there's uh, there's barely liquid in there. There's so much mushroom around. It's amazing. I know. That that picture just is Oh my incredible. gosh. That, that picture is incredible. And by the way, your variation on that is the pureed mushroom soup, also pretty thick and nice. It's true. Yeah. You know what? I never even thought about it. But yeah, I do. I like chunky soup. What else soup. do I like? It's a- I always say add more water or broth because they're probably always thick and hearty. Right. Right, and yeah. th- that's true. And and if, and if you constantly are adding uh, vegetables or whatever you're putting in the soup, you always want to make sure to yeah. add, add a uh, at least a uh, comparable amount of liquid. Yeah. Let, let's put it that yeah. way. Now, why is this a good variation on the healthy tomato lentil soup? Why why is one in a bowl and why is one in a mason jar? Or is that just a presentation you know variation? Yeah, it's a presentation. You know, I find like sometimes it doesn't always have to be a food difference. Like right. I want to give people creativity in terms of their serving dish also, you know, so that soup doesn't have to be heated up. You can serve it the next day cold. Or I have a couple salads where I didn't change up the recipe, but I change up like how you serve it. Like one of my, I think the shaved Brussels sprout salad, you know, serve it as an appetizer in little teacups. Like I just wanted people's minds to change to get creative and it didn't have to be complicated. So it doesn't have to be the food. It could be like the vessel that you serve it in. And you do see a lot of people into the mason jars and into the different various yeah, various ways of serving exactly. stuff at this point. Uh, you go into exactly. the you go into the salad. So I'm going to have limited comments, obviously, on your salad section. But the pan- okay. but the panko top kale salad. I never in my life thought I'd ever recommend or say that a kale salad looked good. But this one the, this one looks like one of your best, frankly. You know what? That is such a winner recipe, and happens to be the first recipe that I created for this book. So I hope that recipe is a winner because it is so delicious. I even had, I was at a bat mitzvah this weekend. A friend of mine made probably like six batches of that salad and it was, everyone loved it. Yeah, it looks so great. delicious. And I love the very, yeah. I love the variation. Again, the rice rolls, which works really well and the, yeah. col- the colors come out great on that. It's so beautiful. And that salad is so flavorful that it's not like you need a dipping sauce or anything. It, it's just a salad compacted in a wrap. So it's Great for a lunch option. Well, you have a, lot, a lot of great things in that section. People should check it out. That's the salad section of variations. Daniela Silver is with us. It's variations, simple and delicious dishes two ways. It is out already. You can go to uh, you can go to artscroll.com. Remember, use the promo code radio. We do save you money. It's fifteen percent off the list price. Plus, you get free shipping in the USA. This is America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard. On listener-sponsored digital radio, around the world, the web at NahumSiegel.com, on the NahumSiegel Network, and, of course, on the beloved NSN app. All right, you have a lot of great dairy dishes in Parv, including some wonderful salmon dishes. I like the uh, lemon herb salmon rolls with asparagus because you've basically uh, mm-hmm. you've basically recommended either use it as uh, salmon, um, uh, salmon surrounding the asparagus or uh, you have a variation where you actually uh, create something that looks like salmon sushi with the asparagus in the middle. Yeah, it's so funny. When I thought of that idea, I, I didn't think it would work. And when it did, I was so pleasantly surprised because, again, it was, like, so simple and it looked so beautiful. You literally cut the salmon lengthwise. You roll it around the asparagus and you bake it with the seam side down so it doesn't open up. And you, you create this bundle that is so beautiful and tastes amazing because it's fresh and lemon and herbs. And it's amazing. And then the variations, like little sushis, they're so cute. Right. Salmon wrapped around asparagus. And I could see some. I could see someone like yourself or any of the uh, 
uh, any of the pro and amateur cooks wanting to start a Shabbos meal by having that plated in advance. It really looks cool, and the, you know, yeah, it, it stands exactly. out. And I show how to do it, so everything is visually, you know, easy for the for the reader. What's the difference between mm-hmm. smashed salmon and salmon fillets? Oh, or is so there a one, difference? Not, so there's no difference in terms of the recipe, but I wanted to show you that you can do it on a platter, uh-huh. and then this is great just to toss like top a salad with. Like if you serve the salmon for dinner one night as a main, and then the next day for lunch, put it over a salad. It's this happens to be such a yummy recipe. You take salmon and with a fork, you smash it. So it becomes really thin. And when you bake it, only with a little olive oil, salt, and pepper, that's all you need. The salmon becomes crunchy and yummy. It's delicious. It's so cool. good. Uh, you, have the crispy, yeah. you have the crispy popcorn fish bites, which is a variation, I guess, on popcorn chicken. Uh, yes, which is really exactly. cool. I never even thought that people could uh, do that. Uh, when you move into the chicken dishes, you actually have a salami hasselback chicken. So you are combining, I assume this is some type of uh, of um, uh, chicken cutlet with Hasselback salami. Would that be the way to put it? That's exactly. I took, I wanted to do something cute on like a Hasselback and who doesn't like salami? Oh yeah. So I took a piece of chicken and I sliced it like a, a white piece of chicken and I sliced it three or four slits and then I put in slices of salami and I baked it and oh my goodness I got such rave reviews I'm like I have to put this in the book it's delicious it's, there's nothing not to like about that recipe that's the truth it's amazing <laughs> tell me about the overnight Shabbos corn beef is it does it work as well as other overnights that we're used to you know what I like it because it's not store-bought so you don't have any of the chemicals and I wanted a dish actually my kids are huge meat eaters but I wanted something warm and yummy and fall apart in your mouth you know, for Shabbos Day, and this just worked. It really, it's amazing. You boil up the, the corned beef, and you put it into a Ziploc bag with tons of spices. You stick it in the oven, like in a pot with some water, and you leave it there at 200 until you serve it, and it literally falls in, apart in your mouth. It's amazing. Very it's amazing. Cool. Uh, sesame-crusted yeah. London broil, yet again, uh, an opportunity to use them as steak bites, and uh, it comes out mm-hmm. looking really, really good there on that platter that you have. Uh, yeah, I, I love no- that picture. I noticed that. When I'm looking specifically for one recipe here. I'm leaving the meat section and going now into the dairy and the salads. But there was one I really wanted to ask you about. Um, it was called, if I'm not mistaken, does it make sense? It was called Everything Asparagus. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. Yes, what is that's that? an excellent recipe. So everyone's obsessed with this is everything bagel spice. And I wanted to create it homemade, which is like only a few ingredients. It's easy. But I put it onto asparagus. So it's the Everything Bagel Asparagus. It is so good. First of all, asparagus only takes like five to seven minutes to bake. So it takes like two seconds to roast up in your oven. And it is so flavorful, so delicious, salty, yummy. It's amazing. This is one of your best. And it ex- looks so pretty. This yeah. is, it does look pretty. This is one of your best examples of variations. Check out page 222, everybody. It's the Everything Bagel That's Asparagus. Sure. And you've basically, you've chopped everything up to make asparagus and rice so you could serve it as yeah. a, a, you could serve it, you know, in uh, um, a, a, in the center of the table. Let's put it that way, and yeah. uh, and it, that looks really good. And that was one of the yeah. ones that, that that caught my eye. Even though some people will find it shocking that asparagus actually caught my eye, uh, but it's <laughs> but it actually that's a good thing. It, I, I'll take that as a compliment. You could say that again. I'm telling you, uh, the healthier the better these days, I guess. And finally, in your dessert section, you have some, I guess, what we call variations of classics, and then you have some. Items we've never dreamt of. Chocolate-covered chickpeas. Daniela Silver, have you lost your mind? <laughs> oh, 
my goodness. I promise it tastes good. I promise. You know what? You can get those crunchy chickpeas. Right. They don't taste so they, They're so delicious. Salted, and then you have the cinnamon ones. I was like, you know what? I'm a huge chocolate fan. So I was like, let's put them in chocolate. And they are so yummy. And no, then, I'm not. I'm when the, you put uh, it out, yeah. it looks great. And by the way, yeah. yeah. And, and not only am I endorsing it, and, I, and I'm anxious to try it, but it's really cool to open a book like this and not just see your classic desserts. I don't mean yours. I mean in general. Right. The classics. I mean, you yeah. you know, you've done stuff here that nobody's even thought of, frankly. Tell me about the cayenne, lime, mango, and watermelon. Cayenne and watermelon. Does it go? Yes, it's amazing. It, it gives it such a burst of flavor. I, I just try it. I recommend it one hundred percent. It is so good. It's nope. so good. And you know, everyone always put that fruit. It's time to spice things up. Put a little cayenne. Put a little salt. Put a little sugar. Whatever it is, but it's. It just creates that wow factor in a simple in a simple way, and that's what I like. Well, you did a great job, and congratulations. And it must be an amazing feeling when you walk into someone's home and one of your cookbooks has 50 Post-its sticking out of the, each side of them, right? And that, that's basically how it works, right? That's how, that's how uh, people sit around and they uh, designate which recipes of yours they want to try, right? Yeah, it makes me feel so good. I'm happy. I'm nervous, but I'm I'm great. Well, it must be a great but, feeling. Any early indication or this literally hit the stores on Friday? I think it it hit the stores. My Toronto community has not even got a chance to get the book yet. I'm throwing a huge party in Toronto on Wednesday night for nice. everybody. Yeah, so everyone's busy here pre-ordering the book, and they don't really see it until Wednesday. So everyone on the stage can enjoy their books because here they're holding out for until Wednesday. Hey, play them this interview. They'll hear how people in this neighborhood have already gone nuts because I had a copy of it. I would love to. I'm going to, for sure. Variations has more than 120 recipes, each with a clever variation, great pictures, uh, gluten-free recipes included and clearly marked, and plenty of nutritional information as well. Plus, uh, Daniela will let you know. When a recipe is appropriate for Pesach, and certainly if it's meat, dairy, or parv, check it out. Go to artscroll.com. It is available now, artscroll.com. If you use the promo code RADIO, you save 15% off the list price, plus free shipping in the USA. Variations, simple and delicious dishes, two ways, by the author of the Silver Platter Cookbooks, Daniela Silver. And I would bet that uh, your Rosh Hashanah and Sukkot tables will include a lot of these, Daniela, right? <laughs> yeah. For you're, sure. You're going to have a lot sure. of these recipes, that's for sure. We've, we've forewarned your guests that a lot of the preview of their meals this Yuntif will be uh, will be found in the book if they go check out variations. <laughs> so there you have Amazing. it. Congratulations, Mazal Tov. And uh, I'm sure it was a pleasure working with the people at Art Scroll because I know that they're a great support team. They're and, amazing, yeah, for sure. And it's a long process. People don't realize how long these things take, right? Oh, yeah, this took me a few years to write. It takes a long time. Amazing. But it's so worth it in the end. It's good. It's good well, hard work. Congratulations. People here are already enjoying it, and I'm sure as everyone picks it up, they're going to enjoy it as well. Shana Tova to you, and thanks so much for joining us this morning. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, for da- sure. Shana Tova. Daniela Silver, author of Variations. Go to artscroll.com. Use the promo code RADIO, 15% off, plus, of course, free shipping in the United States of America. It's a Monday. You're listening to JM in the AM.